It's Pi Augustine, your Division One candidate for Ipswich. My plan is for a community that is vibrant and attracts world investment, a community that is connected with the state-of-the-art transport system, a community that cares for our people and environment at a time of need. Division One needs a councillor that has the energy and motivation to get things done. A community champion. Find out more about me on my Facebook page, Pi Augustine for Division One. This ad was approved by Pi Augustine candidate. Ipswich deserves strong and stable leadership you know you can trust. I'm Mayor Teresa Harding, and as your Mayor, Ipswich is once again a city that businesses are proud to invest in and families love to call home. To keep our city moving forward, I'm committed to reducing cost of living pressures, expanding our road and transport networks, delivering more for our suburbs, and boosting investment in grassroots sports in our community. So vote one Teresa Harding for Mayor for sustainable growth for Ipswich. Authorised by T Harding, 264 South Station Road, Raceview. Coming up, a moving tribute to Bill Hayden. Should dog parks have dog plaques? A call for an arts hub, Nicholas Street latest. What's happening at Colleges Crossing and River Heart Parklands? The city's annual report adopted. And when will the Astral Court DA come before council? Mayor Teresa Harding joins the show after the October meeting of Ipswich City Council. It's Friday, October 27, 2023, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Thanks for speaking with Ipswich Today, Mayor Harding. My pleasure and good morning to everyone. There were several condolence motions at uh, this month's council meeting, starting with a very moving tribute to Bill Hayden, which you delivered. Thank you. We did have uh, three condolence motions for four people. We'd start with uh, Bill Hayden, AC, the 21st Governor-General of Australia. And if I can just um, do a a shout out, um, I had a council officer who was quite close to him who helped me with that condolence motion. And... um, it's lovely to see that the state funeral will actually be here in Ipswich uh, next Friday, the, the 3rd of, of November. Um, so he's someone that, it, that all the people of Ipswich are, are very proud of. And you rounded it out with a couple more. Yeah, a local resident, um, James Keenan, who was very close with St Eddie's and the local Catholic community. Um, we had some of his family in the public gallery. Uh, but also John and Una Cushing, who were obviously many generations in Ipswich and very involved with Ipswich hockey. Um, they passed away uh, in September and October within 38 days of each other. So a very beautiful family, a, lo- a very giving family. So it was a real honour to give those condolence motions for those four very important people in our community. You haven't had a Merrill Minute for a few months. Uh, why did you come up with this one and what does it mean for the city? Yeah, look, I was talking with the councils. Obviously, as part of our uh, regional advocacy plan, we have things that we've asked from the state and the federal governments. And in December 2020, we have a, a Waste and Circular Economy Transformation Directive that we adopted. Um, and we really wish to change the narrative on what's happening with uh, waste that's coming from outside of, of Ipswich that's coming into those eight privately owned landfills here. So we thought we'd tighten up one of those asks. And so we were asking uh, for the state to legislate to phase out the operation of the current type of composting at the moment. It's called open windrow. So there's just rows and rows of compost out in the open in Swan Bank and New Chum. Um, we're asking that to, to convert that to invesseled or an enclosed structure for organic composting. It does happen elsewhere. You can see Phoenix down in Yatla have invesseled composting. It's the way that 
that's happening worldwide and we'd love to see the state bringing legislation much like the single-use plastics approach like give people a time and um, support those those companies and get them to go to investor composting that will reduce probably 90 to 95 percent of the odors that we're in, getting in Ipswich I can hear people cheering in race view now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that is good news. Uh, under public participation, you had a very nervous uh, member of the public uh, addressing the council meeting about a sensitive issue and a serious issue, uh, dog plaques in dog parks. What approach did council take after hearing from this resident? Um, thank you, Alan. Public participation is a really important part of council and anyone can ask if they can approach council and they'll have up to 15 minutes to, to speak to council on, on live stream. So it is quite nerve-wracking for many people. And Lee spoke really passionate about, passionately about her dog, um, Micah, um, who's been a wonderful friend and companion for her. And she wanted to – she's put forward an idea to council to, uh, I guess, respectfully put, to put a plaque in the, her favourite dog park there. So – like a, a good council with good, good with good governance, we've decided to um, refer it to council. We'll get a report on the the costs um, uh, and also the resource implications before we make a decision. So it'll come to a future growth infrastructure and waste committee for for a decision on that. I think if anyone wants to uh, look back at the council meeting on YouTube, they'll see that uh, Councillor Tully did put forward that very sensible procedural motion, mm. uh, which will go to the growth infrastructure and waste committee. Sticking with that committee. The Thaguna development approval recently will bring significant infrastructure improvements and, importantly, I think, improved flood mitigation for the wider uh, Thaguna area. How is that being received by uh, nearby residents? Yeah, um, we recently approved 359 properties at Thaguna. Um, it will be called Stirling Views Estate uh, on Pandari Drive and Dancers Road over 15 stages. And um, we had 36 property mates um, submissions from residents, 35 were against, and their main concerns were over roads, traffic, but also stormwater. There's a, a natural water causeway through there. Um, so I'm really appreciative of, of residents doing that because it meant that council could have really good discussions um, with um, the developer. And the actual, the way that the storm mitigation, stormwater mitigation is going to happen through there is superior to what's happening now. So it's a, an opportunity that that's going to be a beautiful park area with a proper detention basins and, and that storm is going to be a far superior outcome than what is there now. Um, so we had a chat with residents afterwards as well, and, and we've had a chat with Rosewood at the libraries recently as well. Um, but we do have a housing crisis. Um, this type of uh, residential planning has been in the train for over 30 years. Uh, I've just recently saw the, the strategic planning for that area from the old Morton Shire Council. So it's now come to fruition and we do need to you know, do our bit in South East Queensland to give people options when it comes to housing affordability and diversity. Another development application that hasn't come before Council yet, the matter of Astral Court at uh, Flinders View there behind Winston Glades Shopping Centre. At what point are you at now with that? Look, we're aiming to, for that to come to committee on the 9th of November. So at the moment, the Independent Decision Review Panel are working with council officers. It's a development application for 140 townhouses in Flinders View next to Winston Glades. Um, we've received um, about over 300 submissions from um, residents um, objecting to that proposal. So that's why we brought it forward to an Independent Decision Review Panel. It's uh, Council engages a team of independent experts. Uh, we give everyone the opportunity to put forward their views. So the, the developer, as well as I think it was about five or six residents who came forward and gave their views and 
um, their presentations and that video is um, online for people to review. And uh, the, that panel goes through that and it gives advice to the council and then the councillors will make that decision. So the IDRP does not make that decision, but the councillors will make that decision. We're hoping that it'll come forward on the 9th of November. Under the report from the Community Culture Arts and Sports Committee, a notice of motion for an arts hub. I think I know what's prompted this, but where should it be? Yeah, this is something we've been working on for, I think, ever since we came in. Um, Division 3 councillors, Andrew Fickner, Moneydell, brought forward a notice of motion. Um, you know, Alan and I came in with a, a creators of Ipswich Summit uh, policy. It was one of my six policies coming into council and we've been working very closely with the creative community on an arts hub. They have been promised that for so many years but it's never been budgeted for and so we're looking for something that is short term while we look at a long term option. Uh, so now that with the Ministry of Food going into liquidation we want to look at can that be turned into a, a short term hub right now CBD as well as um, using parts of Fire Station 101 so we've asked your organisation to look at that and can I just say We've been working on this for about a year now with, with residents um, uh, and our um, Ipswich um, Arts Advisory Group as well to see what um, they would like to see. We also do need to look longer term. We do have the woolen mills there and we do know it's going to cost, gosh, at least $15 million just to um, rehabilitate that. So we need to be really careful on what we do there and um, and how we um, what that will look like going into the future. So we're asking the organisation to give us the options for that short term and that longer term as we sort of support and develop the creative industries, certainly the creative and people in the artists in our community do deserve a space where they can um, bloom and flourish and network and create. As we record uh, this chat, Mayor Harding, there's an ongoing fire emergency on the Western Downs with some tragic results. In Ipswich, annual disaster awareness is just as important, whether it's wet or dry weather, and a report came through the Environment and Sustainability Committee. What is Council doing? Look, we've... um in Ipswich, we have um, have any national parks, so all our conservation areas we own ourselves. So we've always been very vigilant with um, hazard management and hazard burning and working with our local rural fire service and QFES. But I guess from a um, from everyone else, it'd be lovely for, for families. We do encourage families to have their own emergency plan. Uh, I, I encourage people to, you know, check your gutters, trim your trees, um, but also have a household emergency plan, an emergency kit and prepare your home through activities. So we do encourage people to do that. We have the Ipswich Disaster Dashboard, which has the latest updates, but also the QFES Facebook page I found to be very quick with warnings and so on. So we had a, a warning recently with Peak Crossing. Um, and so Council will continue to work with QFES and RFS. And the main thing for Council in that is communication for getting ready, but also we make sure that we have water trucks and earth moving equipment to support the fireys in their really tough job. The Ipswich Central Redevelopment Committee report has a fairly standard format. Any news on new leases in Nicholas Street? We obviously approved four uh, leases recently. Um, they're still under negotiation, so I'm sorry I can't tell you who they are yet, but look forward to that. And um, But the newer businesses that have popped up there, Aesthetica Oasis is, is doing quite well. It's a new entrant there, but they, they have um, a new, unique set of private suites for hair, beauty and wellness professionals to create their own space for their own clients. And it's right near Sophia Nails um, and Terry White Chemist in, in Tilma Walk there. So it's been a great compliment there. And look, I'm out there nearly every day and I see that there's great business at Stella Rossa, that Dumpling Place and Gelatissimo and Sushi Yo and Bum Bum Bowers and Brero. So it's lovely to see our emerging city heart, you know, growing as we 
continue to construct things. In this same committee report each month, there's an update on the budget for the entire redevelopment, broken down by the various areas. Now, the venue building uh, published budget is $71.9 million. Uh, it was first published in July this year. It went up from 50 to 71.9. Was that around the time uh, that structural issues were found, inclu- including that mould? Yeah, so it was discussed and voted on at the May uh, meeting, at that, at that same meeting, to increase that budget by that $22 million. So um, councils all had access to that and that was published. And the way that our papers are pu- published, Alan, the, that May report on the finances, it was published in July. And then in August, we published the June report in September the July report. There's a little bit of a time lag between the financial reporting and what we get, but that's all been publicly available to residents since May. So what part of the venue building, which for uh, long-term residents is the old McDonald and East, so the, the cinemas will be basically where Birch, Carol and Coyle were. What else will be in that building? Yeah. Um, they'll actually take up a smaller footprint than Birch, Carol and Coyle because as you me- remember, you go up the escalators and there was a big area there and there was a cafe and another big area as well. So they won't require as much um, of a footprint there, which means we can actually have more tenants in there, which is a great thing. It means more money for our residents that as we get the, the, the leasing from that. So we expect to see at least eight outlets there doing entertainment um, and, and dining in there as well. So it's going to be quite exciting. And, um, you know, it is under construction. It is we, we do have an emerging city heart. And so I think people are very excited when new places open up there. Uh, With the ongoing dry spell, talking about flood buybacks might seem a bit odd, but it's very important this happens. Uh, The tally, am I right, 57 homes demolished and more to come? Yeah, 57 are demolished now, so that's a huge achievement. And we have 126 homes which have settled, so that's 126 families who've been able to move on and have hope. And this has been a a program that's uh, funded by the state and the federal governments, and council have been on the ground uh, implementing once the valuations are done. Council does all the settlements and the land comes to us, and then we rezone the land. But it's been very emotional. I was recently at the Springfield Gamers, and one of the gentlemen there was part of the the, the apartments in Mill Street, Goodner, who had a buyback and he was just so raring to go. And it's just, you know, it's just so wonderful to see if people can, can move on. It's been so traumatic and it's great to see people move on. Council has adopted its annual report for 2022-2023. Interestingly, Councillor Madsen abstained without saying why, but you spoke about the future of colleges crossing. We've, have we got some work happening? Is this, Is it coming soon? Yeah, look, obviously we, we knew this was going to be a longer process because we decided to do community consultation. Um, the state government approved for us to spend $14 million to do a build back like for like. Um, we went to the state and said, we know it's going to continue flooding. You know, we'd like to go out to the community to see, can we do this differently? And they've allowed us to take extra time. I do know it's frustrating for residents, but we do know it's going to flood again and it's very costly. So uh, we're not looking to that to be finished till the um, end of 2024. Um, so that's, I know it's frustrating, um, but this this um, financial year, we are doing $75 million worth of um, flood recovery works. So the bulk of the works will be done this financial year. Well, while we're staying outdoors, Uh, Mayor Harding, a couple of weeks ago in my regular chat with Ashley Mack and Walter Williams, we were discussing Riverheart Parklands and there was rumours going around that there was concrete cancer in the water feature and the boardwalks would uh, not likely be used again. But since then, I've uh, approached uh, your media team and I've got some good information here uh, that the water feature is not suffering from any concrete cancer, but hopefully we can see it back online 
soon. But one bit that did disturb me was my favourite part of the parklands there is the, mm. the switchback boardwalk on the high bank. Now, that didn't actually flood, but it's not in a good state, is it? It's not a good state. I guess with the flood um, damage, we had engineers out to look. We got them to look at the entire structure. Uh, and there is damage in the, the higher boardwalks, the switchback, even though it wasn't flooded. Mm. There was damage uh, underneath there as well, Just I think just from drainage and the irrigation that was there. So um, that sort of put a spanner in the works. So we've actually got the engineers to go back because we know it's a very popular area, but it'll be very expensive. And it, that part, because it wasn't flood damage, won't be covered by um, QRA, by the Queensland Reconstruction Authority. So we've asked for further reports and yeah, hopefully we'll get those soon so we can sort of share those with the re- with residents as well. Well, February, it'll be two years since it was uh, knocked out of action uh, yep. with the flooding. Uh, have you got a timeline yet? Can you give us any encouragement about the boardwalks, the, the lower ones? <laughs> yeah, look, we're waiting for an engineer report. I'm not going to overpromise, uh, Alan. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be honest with people, even though it, it is frustrating. We have opened up the parts that we can. We're wanting to get rid of some of those barricades, but um, you know there, there are some safety concerns, so we're going through an assessment there at the moment. Um, but until we get an engineering report and we work out what the costs are, I, I can't give a time frame. I'm really sorry, Alan. I'm sure you got the message from many residents how, yes. how loved <laughs> that area is, especially for those out walking their dogs, etc. It is very popular. Um, I guess my office is right over it as well and I walk on it uh, at least once a week as well. It's always a very busy um, walkway and yeah, I'd love to see it up and running but I'll have to follow due process and and find out um, the the extent of the damage. The October meeting of Council ended on somewhat of a a sombre note with a notice of motion from Councillor Kate Kunzelman, which you also supported and that was about nuclear weapons. Yeah, Council Kunzman brought forward a, a notice of motion uh, for Council to be one of the many councils in Queensland to support an organisation that is campaigning against nuclear weapons uh, globally. So that the view is to get lots of councils on, on board and then and then we will also write to our state, uh, sorry, our federal MPs and, and encourage them for Australia to be part of that UN um, um, treaty to be to ban nuclear weapons. And on that note, Mayor Harding, thank you so much for speaking with Ipswich Today. Thank you, Alan, and thank you for today. And that's it for this episode. Don't forget to look for handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is listener supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au.